0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. McGees of 79 Wistful Vista are not the kind of people who are willing to go to just any old kind of a party, except at the drop of a hat. But somebody dropped a hat, and here, all dressed and ready to go, we find Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: dearie, uh, how did Mayor Latrivia happen to ask us over for dinner tonight? He must be socially desperate.
2: No, I, I
1: think he's done it just to be tactful, kiddo. Tactful? Yeah.
2: You see, I met him downtown this morning and asked him did he want to go bowling tonight, and he said he couldn't. He was having some people over for dinner, and I says, who? And he says, oh, just a few friends. And I says, well, that's wonderful. What time? And he says... About seven, and I says, shall we dress? And he says, it might be a good idea. It's a cold day, and I says, okay, boy, we'll be there.
3: Oh, McGee, then we weren't
1: really invited. Why,
2: sure we were. Otherwise, why should he tell us what time to be there? About seven, he says.
1: You forced him to say that? Huh? Call him up and tell him we can't be there.
2: Look, Tootsie, the trouble with women is they don't have a logical mind. If we weren't invited to this fish fry, then why should we say we can't come? And if we was invited, why don't we go?
3: (laughs) See?
2: U.E.D. Good educating daddy. Well... Well, if it'll make you feel any better, I'll call the trivia and confirm the deal, okay? Wrap
1: it up, I'll take it. Hand me the
2: phone. (laughs) Oh, no, I can't. By this time, he's went home. Gone home. Sure, but he couldn't have gone unless he had to went, could he have?
1: (laughs) How was that again, lover?
2: I says he must have went, and you says I should have said he must have gone, and I simply pointed out that he couldn't have gone unless he had a win, could he have?
1: You know, that's the first 30-word sentence I ever heard with 63 grammatical layers in it. I never would have believed it. Come in. Well, for goodness sake, Dr. Gamble. Hi, Fatso. Come in, Doctor.
2: Thank you, my dear. Hello, Baldy. <laughs> What do you mean, baldy? I got more hair than I ever had in my life. I was referring not so much to the outside of your head, egg face, but the inside. (laughs) I'll bet it's as bare and shiny as a third rail. (laughs) Doctor, did you come into our little home merely to insult me? Yes. Good. (laughs) Sit down and have a cigar and let's get at it. No, 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 don't do that. We haven't got time.
1: We're on our way to a party, Doctor. At
2: Latrivia's? Yeah, how'd you know? He asked me to stop by here and invite you. You mean we hadn't been invited before, Broadhaunch? <laughs> that did, brother Thumb. He's going to show his home movies that he took this summer. He knew you'd seen them, but he thought Molly might be amused.
1: Oh, I'd love it, Doctor. Now that it's official, I'll have a lot more fun. You know, I hate parties where I have to eat standing up at the sideboard because I wasn't expected to come. Who's going to be there?
2: Some of our social equals, I presume, I hope. No, I don't think he's scraping the barrel that deeply. (laughs) These will all be nice people. Governor Olga Bright, Senator Toomey, Alderman Weingand, Mrs. J. Withers, Fetlock, so on.
1: Ooh. Mrs. J. Withers fatlock? Uh-huh. Isn't she that wealthy woman who raises horses outside of town? Uh-huh. The one that gives so much to the community chest they can't close the lid?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, she's
2: got so much dough you'd think everybody hates her. But you know, everybody likes her. Yeah, she's a very nice woman. I've treated her for saddle blisters.
3: <laughs> well, I'll
2: see you at the party, children. Seven o'clock.
1: And... <laughs> hmm, I wonder who is.
3: come
2: in. Well, put a paddle wheel on my stern and call me Robert E. Lee if it ain't little Teeny. Come on in, Ciz. Hello there, Teeny. Hello, Teenie.
4: Hi, Miss McGee. Hi, Dr. Gamble. See, I guess maybe I mustn't come in. I guess you're all dressed up for a party or something. Oh, we,
2: we, we got a few minutes, kid. You know Dr. Gamble, eh?
4: Yeah, I do, I betcha. He was at our house when the stork brought me.
2: I believe I was at that, teeny. Mm-hmm. I have kind of a knack for being on hand for things like that.
4: Mm-hmm. But you slipped up the night the stork brought Willie, too. They had to take a taxi cab over to the hospital to find you. Huh?
2: Well, I always try to be hey, available. Hey,
4: Gamble. Hey. Yes, teeny. Look. How'd you like to make a deal?
2: Now, watch it, sis. Watch it. I've made deals with this guy before. You'll be lucky to come out with all your bicuspids. Only oh, me. Pay no attention to him, Keeney. As the world's greatest chiseler, he's never found out that a chisel is only good when it gets hit on the head. <laughs> What's the
3: deal?
4: Well, <laughs> maybe it's kind of silly, maybe, but, well, I've always wanted a little brother. So, well, I'll trade you my tricycle, which all it needs is a little fixing like two new wheels and one handlebar if you Bring me a little brother. Little baby brother, hmm? Will you do it, hmm? Will you, hmm? Please? I, uh... uh <clears throat> I... Uh,
2: you wouldn't settle for a sister?
4: Nope. Brother and nothing. Right. Firm deal. <laughs> if you want that tricycle,
1: you better get busy, doctor.
2: Well, I'll do what I can, teeny, but I make no promises, you understand... I'll have to find out what kind of a stork the storekeeper has in stock. you have to go now?
4: Yes. I and Willie Toops are going to a birthday party tonight, and i got to go down to Kramer's drugstore and get my costume back.
2: Kramer, been wearing your costume, since?
4: <laughs> no. Oh. I left it there to be fixed, I bet you.
1: Well, I didn't know Kramer repaired fancy dress costumes, Teenie. What kind of a costume was it, Teenie, and what's Mr. Kramer doing to it?
4: Yeah. Well, it was a kind of a devil costume. Oh, that. Mm-hmm. I worked on Halloween and I got the tail tore off in a revolving door.
2: <laughs> what made you think Kramer's drugstore would fix it?
4: They got a sign up there that says so. Mm-hmm. It says we retail spirits. <laughs>
1: You've already seen these home movies that the mayor is showing tonight, dearie, huh? Yeah, and
2: boy, are they awful. Looked like they were took through a hole in a rubber boot from the back of a bouncing Jeep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, home movies and babies. If they're your own, they're wonderful. Yeah. Latvia's as proud of
2: them as if they were Daryl Zanuck's life work. I'm going to try to persuade him not to show them. Why, for goodness sake? Well, with the governor here tonight, I don't think it's safe. Uh-oh. Oh, here's Trivia's house. Hmm, pretty fancy, eh? Mm-hmm. That he puts out more dough to keep that brass knocker shine than we do for FHA payments.
1: Well, he's independently wealthy, dearie. His family had money. And
2: I always resent a politician who inherited money. Makes it too hard to accuse him of larceny.
1: (laughs) Well, here we are. Yes, you wished? No, we not.
5: (laughs) Guests of the mayor, Buster. Me and Mrs. McGee. Oh, yes, Quake. I was about to suggest that you wipe your feet before entering. Mm-hmm. As I've been requested to show you every courtesy, one foot apiece will be sufficient. Thank you. Please come in.
1: <laughs>
5: your hat and coat.
1: Certainly there is hat and coat. You think he just them for parties? <laughs> I was
5: merely suggesting, madam, that I take his hat and coat. And you're wrapped, madam. Here you are, Jeeples. Give me your coat, kiddo. I'll take the checks. Checks will not be necessary, sir. Follow me, please. Dinner will be served almost immediately.
6: (laughs) Boy, that was good cherry cobbler. Wasn't it, Mrs. Fetlock? Uh, don't know, Mr. McGee. I never eat sweet. Oh. Throws me off my feet. I can't go the distance.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
6: Looks like you could use a few early morning workouts yourself. Ever clock yourself for a quarter mile?
3: No.
2: <laughs> Just for the short sprint. Mike <laughs> to the dinner table and back.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, hey, Molly, you met Mrs. Fetlock? Yes, indeed, dear. She's invited us out to her farm on it
6: these days, and I'd love to go. You do that, Molly, do that. It's only about five miles and three furlongs past the old brewery. You and your groom come on out and put on the feed bag with me any day, any day at all. About one o'clock is post time for the parade to the manger.
3: Ah. <laughs> put
6: us down
2: as an entry, sis.
6: Uh, speaking of eating, Molly, I've been watching your boy's performance tonight. And I'd give him a 20,000 calorie handicap <laughs> with uh, no apprentice allowance. He busted out of the gate with a fork in each hand, moved over the rail with knife and spoon, went into the back stretch with gravy flying, and come under the wire leading by three cherry cobblers. <laughs>
2: That was a wonderful dinner, Trivia. Oh, thank you, McGee. I noticed you seemed to be
0: enjoying
1: it. You know, I surprised he didn't ask the butler to wrap up a few pieces of that cherry cobbler to take home for the dog, Mr. Mayor.
0: Oh, I didn't know you had a dog. Now, for that, I'd get
2: one, boy. <laughs> that cherry cob. Oh, hey, look, about them movies of yours, Latrivia, take my advice. And hey, whatever Mr. The mayor, come on, I'm Oh, thank you very much, Wilcox.
5: Uh, excuse
1: me. Hey, Latrivia, take my advice and don't show them movies. To... Nah. Nice party, isn't it, Mr. Wilcox? McGee, helped Mr. Wilcox set up the projector. Oh, no thanks, Sal. I can handle it myself. Oh, let me
2: give you a hand, Junior. There's very little to know about a movie projector that I'm thoroughly familiar with.
1: <laughs> Here, I'll be glad to give you Careful, a Careful, McGee. You'll drop it. Don't now. worry. I know what I'm... dear.
2: Boy, am I clumsy.
3: <laughs>
2: Busted, is it, Junior? Can't show the movie?
0: No. No, it seems to be all right, pal. These Ooh. are very sturdy machines. I'd better carry it myself, though. Uh, you plug this cord into the light socket. Even you can handle that. What odds are you giving?
3: <laughs> How'd
0: you get to be such an expert with a movie projector, Junior? Uh, at the office. We show pet milk films to the salesman every week. Oh? Uh-huh. And a dandy double feature this afternoon, the first one was titled Stir Crazy. Or you'll go mad about pet milk in your coffee. <laughs> Quite an epic. <laughs> How did the critics rate it? It was rated evapo.
2: Evapo
3: rated. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> and the other feature was called Treasury Agent, or They Thought She Had a Hidden Income, because she always cooked with double rich pet milk. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was a good
0: one. <laughs> well, what was the picture
2: about, Julia? Let's go all the way with this. You know, conditions are perfect. New sponsor, cooperative comedian, Gabby announcer, short (laughs) trip.
0: Tell us, boy. Well, (laughs) it's about a housewife who thinks her husband is suspicious of her.
3: Yeah? Yeah,
0: he goes to work late, Dashes home early. Yes, yes, yes. Hangs around the house. Yes, yes. But it turns out that since she started cooking all his favorite family dishes with double rich pet milk, he just hates to leave home.
3: <laughs> it's an
1: Academy Award picture, or my name isn't Georgia Diefenberger. <laughs>
0: Well, go on, Milky. Carry on with your night. Okay, okay. Well, this little housewife, like millions of good cooks everywhere, loves to use pet milk, especially in making candies and cookies and, and desserts, because it's made double-rich by evaporation. And it's so nourishing and economical. Well,
1: now that we've heard all about the way you do things... Did...
0: And knowing that pet milk is so rich that they can use half pet, half water, or where the recipe calls for cream, they can use pet milk as is and get such delicious, satisfying, wholesome results. And now that I've put my plug in, you take this one and find a wall outlet, will you? Huh? The...
2: Oh! <laughs>
3: okay.
0: Well, come on, Molly. Help me find a plug. This
2: project... Oh, hi, Doc. How are you doing? Hello, cobbler-gobbler.
4: Good evening, Doctor.
2: Yes, I just got a call from the hospital. One of my former patients dropped in and wanted to pay me for an operation. Oh. The bill is only three months past due, so they're holding him for observation. <laughs> Maybe post-operative shock, but he's probably just drunk. I'll be back later if I can. Hey, the trivia, I've got to leave now, but I wish...
1: Well, plug in the movie machine, McGee. I'm anxious to see the picture. Oh, I'm not.
2: If I could get a word in edgeways with the trivia about these movies, I'll bet, by gosh, oh, good, here he comes.
1: Who's oh. the distinguished man oh. written, huh? with him? With the red huh? ribbon across his chest and all the merit badges. I don't
2: know. Merit badges? Well, huh, I suppose he's
0: some guy... Oh, there you are, McGee. Uh, Molly, I don't think you and McGee have met the plagiarian ambassador. Mr. Pradovsky, Mr. and Mrs. McGee. Oh, hi, man.
5: How do you do, I'm sure. I take very deep pleasure to say how he do. For a case you? like his mother, my the hand. Oh, my goodness, that
1: tickles. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and for you, sir, I took your kiss in my fist, and we took that. <laughs>
0: Mr. Prabdowski is a great statesman in his own country. Oh, is that so? Yes. He's so beloved by his people, they've only tried to assassinate him five or six times.
2: <laughs> it sounded to me like they were trying very hard. Well, how are things
5: back home, Sai? Back home in Pajaria, sir. Things is not so hard. Yeah? Everything is a gas. Nothing is poor. Huh? For every people in Pajaria, we are watching for secret police. Pretty soon, if everything goes good, we have six policemen for every
3: citizen. <laughs> then seven,
5: then ten, then no citizens.
3: Everybody's
5: policemen. <laughs> then I go back, run for president, shoot all policemen,
6: then everybody's citizen again, and we start over. Very sensible.
3: How
1: do
5: you like America, sir? America's wonderful place to be living in it. Here is Nyat always looking over shoulder. In criteria, is Nyat knowing when he's walking sheep forward and says backward, or we see water.
3: <laughs>
0: well, uh, I'll let you people talk. Yes. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I,
0: uh, I have to visit with some of my other guests. I get that projector
2: plugged in, will you, McGee? It's oh. getting late. I want to show those movies. No, no, you don't, kid. Look, I've been trying to tell you why... Uh, later. later, McGee.
5: Later, later. Oh, but mm-hmm. listen to me, Molly, Mr. Plotowski.
1: Certainly,
5: Mr. Mayor. I speak 17 languages. Two of them ought to be good.
3: <laughs>
5: English, I do not speak so picky because I've so small in this country. <laughs> Maybe when I have been here bigger, I can talk
3: gooder. You for Jerry, I'm... you're <inaudible> 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 What did you do? <inaudible> Looks
2: like I must have blew a fuse,
3: kiddo.
6: <inaudible> All right, folks, don't be alarmed. Just blew a fuse. We'll have it fixed in <inaudible> just a couple
3: of hours. <inaudible>
0: Now, all right, all right, everybody. we you find chairs, we're about to show the movie. Oh, yeah, well, oh, well, you. Will know, well, you listen to me a minute? certainly, oh, McGee. What is it? Uh, I don't think you ought to show these pictures. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Governor Argabright doesn't seem to be able to find a chair. I'll be right with you, Governor.
1: Well, you don't seem to be having any luck at all talking to the mayor,
0: did he? I'll say I don't. He
2: jumps around like a barefooted dog on a hot sidewalk. <laughs> Look at him buttering up the governor. Wonder he don't hold him on his lap to watch the movie.
1: Well, I wouldn't blame him if he did. Do you know what I heard tonight, McGee? Mm-hmm. What? The governor is thinking of retiring, and he wants to groom Mayor Latrivia to take his place. What? Yes. Yeah. Latrivia for governor? Oh,
6: my
2: gosh, no McGee,
6: McGee, move mm. that screen back about
2: three feet, will you? Oh, sure, Junior. Back to. Hey, excuse me, folks. Let me through here, please. Excuse me, I want to get through. Don't Pardon me, Mr. Setlock. So
6: okay, son, don't let him crowd you into the rail. Uh, hey, Junior, let <laughs> I me mean, know. when well, I got to move back far enough so that you... Watch
3: it, McGee, it. You're going to hit the Why, the same eye on my back.
0: No, no, oh, right, please, 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 don't go away. Governor, let me get your overcoat. It's a bad draft from that broken window. Oh, oh, you have to leave anyway. Oh, I'm sorry, but this
6: little series of minor actions... Oh, do you have to go home too?
3: That's I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you break that window and tear that movie screen on purpose? Well, you see, you so could see here... Oh, hi, LaCovia. <laughs>
3: Has
2: everybody gone home but us? Yes, yeah. Thanks to your ham-handed, astigmatic, butterfingered fingered crumbs in us, do you realize what your left-footed stupidity has done to me politically? Sure. The governor's quitting, and he wants you to take his place before the chair cools off.
3: <laughs> Am I
2: right? Yes. Right. And what do you suppose are my chances now, McGee? You blundering idiot. Your chances are a lot better now than if the governor had seen them movies. What do you mean by that? Look, boy, I've seen them pictures. Hmm? I even took some of them. Took some pictures of you and other people. Don't you remember? Remember the fat little guy that kept hanging around and making dollar bets with you all summer, yes, all summer, all summer, yes, all summer. Bets like which sparrow would leave the telephone wire first? Mm -hmm. Will Senator Taft join the CIO? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Little bets like that there? Yes, yes. And
1: as I remember,
2: you always won them, Mister Mayor.
0: Well, of course I did. They were very silly wagers. And Mr. Jones always paid me, too. Oh, Lativia. Mr. C.O. Jones, the millionaire
2: ball-bearing manufacturer. Look, Lativia, he wasn't really C.O. Jones. That was just one of his names. But what? You know who
6: that guy is? Hmm.
2: That's Biggie Stumpmeyer, the gangster. You were going to show the governor moving pictures of you, taking money from him all summer.
3: Oh. Oh good heavens, <laughs> McGee! I I
0: apologize. It's about time. You saved my political career. Oh
1: dearie, you were wonderful.
2: Oh, I, I'm really grateful, McGee. All right. I I don't know how to thank you. Oh, well,
0: you don't have to. Oh. <laughs>
3: what
0: what can I do, my boy, to show my appreciation? Well,
2: I I don't want to take advantage of the situation, Lucille, but. You see, uh, but, uh, well, uh, my gosh! But uh,
0: uh, well, 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 for goodness' sake, name it, name it.
2: What do you want? Is there any more of that carry cobbler left? <laughs>
0: Territate
2: into all that. Ladies and gentlemen, just to show you how far we'll go for a laugh and how shameless we really are, the joke about we retail spirits that you heard earlier tonight was taken from a Mr. Show joke book published in 1873.
1: <laughs> but to prove that we are not entirely unscrupulous. In next week's show, we have a completely new joke, written especially for us. Be
2: sure to tune in and see if you can tell which one it is. (laughs) Good night.
4: Good night, all.